The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Former lead singer for the Christian rock band Addison Road, Jenny Simmons. I could peel back that year and tell you it just unraveled. And so for me, um, the next two or three years in, in my journey has been what, what does it look like to start all over again? Next on Life Today. So many happy people. We've got uh, Jenny here with us. Uh, Jenny Simmons is here, and she has a great song. By the way, I'm James, and this is Betty, and we welcome you to life today. Uh, the Becoming. And The Becoming led to the writing of The Road to Becoming, Rediscovering Your Life in the Not How I Planned It Moments. We've had some of those. That's right. You know, as we've gotten older, which we are, we've been here, you know, many years. Watch it, watch it. Well, you, many you of you watching this now, your parents and grandparents, you're a little bitty kids when you started to watch this. <laughs> I have so many people come and they've got white hair and barely walk. They said, I used to watch you when I was a little kid. <laughs> and it just makes me feel so good. But you know, Betty and I have, we've, we've said goodbye to some of our most precious friends in our life. It's just, uh, it's one of those things. And, and Jenny's encountered some things that are, you know, really challenging. But what a gifted singer and communicator she is. And I think you're going to enjoy hearing not only her story, but a story that goes way back uh, relating to her mother. Would you welcome Jenny Simmons to Life Today? We're glad you're here. Thanks. All right. I heard about something that happened, and you're going to tell us about some things that happened to your family, but I heard about something that happened to somebody that's real close to you. Oh, absolutely. I have heard about you since the, you may be the first person I heard about when I was a little girl. <laughs> my, um, my mom was saved at one of your crusades in the itty bitty podunk Mississippi, Laurel, Mississippi. And she was- I love it, Laurel in Hattiesburg. I <laughs> yeah. love you all. Laurel in Hattiesburg. Yeah. She, and, um, you know, she was, she was a child of the 70s, just um, wild child and had grown up in a very un- um, unspiritual, unreligious family, had never heard the gospel, got in a huge fight with her parents one night. She's a freshman in college, uh, rolls a joint, opens a beer, and um, gets buzzed and gets in her car, drives across town. She's a, she does speaking. She was going to college to get a communications degree and walks into a football stadium thinking it's a football game and you're up there. <laughs> and she says, you know, and we've heard this story since we were little girls. She tells my sisters and I, he got people to put money in Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still gifted to do that. We're gonna help somebody today. You know that, don't you? We're gonna help somebody. <laughs> yeah. And so she was just so, you know, she stayed, not because she knew anything about God, and she, I'm sure she was a little frustrated that it wasn't football, it was you. And um, But she, she said, you were so persuasive that you can make people laugh and cry and give money to a bucket and <laughs> and that night God spoke to her and um, and she the way she tells it she says that um, you said if you're if you're in the audience tonight it's you are not here by accident God asked me to come here God called me here for you 
And she said she looked around at the faces and thought they were all pretty and put together and thought, well, he may have come for them, but I lost my virginity at 12, and mm. I've been doing drugs ever since, and he couldn't have come for me. And she said in that moment, God said, I came for you, Debbie. Mm -hmm. And then you said, if God just told you I came for you, you're the person. And she went, whoa. <laughs> and she didn't know if it was the drugs or if something had happened. But deep down, she knew something happened, so she went forward. And, and so my whole life, we've, we've known that, that we serve in ministry, my sisters and I and our family, because one night mom went to a football field and you were faithful. And met Jesus, isn't that great? And, yeah. and mom's here. Go ahead and stand up out here. <laughs> Debbie, stand up. Well, your mom is here and she's in love with Jesus and she's a great communicator. Yes. And I love you. Yeah. Okay, now you have, uh, you know, you've had these things happen that you didn't expect right. so you'd ever face. Right. Kind of in a series. And it... Mm led you to really share about how you rediscover life when not how I planned it happens. Right. Touch on those. Yeah, so I was in a band called Addison Road and my husband and I started it in college and I was a planner. So, you know, I, I, in my mind, I really thought I would get to the nursing home one day and still be rocking out this band. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I really thought, you know, the Lord will just use me all the way through. And so I, I, I had it all planned out and we were doing really well. I mean, you could hear us on the radio all over the world and we we're selling tons of albums and on these sold out tours. And um, 2009 hit and I was um, eight and a half months pregnant, leaving on tour. And we went downstairs at our apartment complex to go get in our van and trailer. And you know, right before you leave for tour, you have everything you own um, piled in this. And then you buy all this merchandise so you can sell it and pay the bills. And we walk downstairs and my husband scans the parking lot and realizes it's not there. Um, it's been stolen. And um, that was the first of four times within 11 months. Mm -hmm. um, it was, we replaced it with insurance money. It was stolen a second time from a different parking lot. Mm -hmm. Um, we replace everything again, get in a head-on collision three months later, destroy it all again, and um, rent an RV so we can go out on the road with uh, Sanctus Real. And four days in a row, this RV breaks down. The last time it breaks down, we're in the desert um, outside of Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, ended up getting rental cars and driving to the show, leaving everything we own behind. So uh, at the time, now my daughter's 11 months old, and um, so everything she owned, you know, all the embroidered baby blankets and um, all of our gear, all of our equipment, everything we use to make a living. And the thing blows up and burns to the ground. <laughs> Goodness. And um, at, by that point, we weren't insured because, you know, the insurance companies, I think they have a three strikes policy, right? <laughs> After the head-on collision, they were like, you know, they didn't want to tell you you're cursed, but that's kind of what was insinuated. And this this was just stuff going on with cars. I could tell, I could peel back that year and tell you our, you know, our daughter had emergency surgery. Our cars were breaking down. Our, we had family members who were, um, who were being rushed to the hospital in life and death situations. It just... It just unraveled. So I woke up at the end of 2010, and my husband, I will never forget the day my husband came home and said, I, I think we're going to have to file for bankruptcy. And he'd been carrying the shame of that and the weight of that. And I had no idea. I had no idea how bad it was. I had no idea that we were completely out of money. Um, and everything came to a stop. And so I woke up one day, and my I could hear my voice on the radio. I could turn on any... Christian radio station anywhere in the country and hear my voice in the top 10, top five 
And secretly what I knew was that my husband and my bandmates um, had taken on jobs and I was at home, I had no friends. I was, I'd been on the road for years in ministry, nobody knew. Um, you know, nobody knew that we were even home. I didn't know how to cook. <laughs> I would have breakdowns. I, my, my, my most insane breakdown was the spaghetti aisle at the grocery store. <laughs> and I just got there and I, it, it had not occurred to me that I hadn't cooked in years because I'd lived off of green rooms and tour buses and churches. And I get to the spaghetti aisle and I don't know what noodle to pick out. And there's a lot of noodles, James, Betty. There's a lot of them. I mean, there were like, I, I don't know where they all came from, but there were like options everywhere. And so I'm staring and all of a sudden I'm like, how, how am I gonna be, how do I start my life over if I can't even pick a noodle? And I start weeping like a crazy woman. And an older lady comes up and she's, you know, I'm from Texas, so she said, honey, I do not know what it is, only the good Lord does. But she said, what I do know is this, some nights we just do takeout. <laughs> so, you know, and so honestly, that's where um, the road to becoming starts is actually that night in the spaghetti aisle because I got in the car and I called my mom sobbing. And she said, Jenny, she said, this is your, this is your moment. She said, you can either stuff all this down or she said, this is your invitation to grieve. And so for me, um, the next two or three years in, in my journey has been what, what does it look like to start all over again? Hmm. And you put the story here. Yeah. What do you think it'll do for people? Because I think most of them have, it's not supposed to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think I had a lot of well-meaning people in my life who love the Lord who had absolutely terrible theology to offer me. And, um, and we're not good with people who are walking through grief. And so um, I think if you read this book, you're going you're gonna to realize real quickly, you're going to be reminded of all the times that Jesus grieved. Um, and, and he grieved fiercely and intensely for John the Baptist, for Lazarus, for himself. You know, he grieved for his own death, his own passing. Lord, he not my will. He over Jerusalem, the whole city. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. so um, I want people to leave this book and know it is okay to grieve in the midst of it. And that can go on as long as you need it to. It is okay to be lost. You know, I woke up and I felt like everybody wanted me to be fixed really fast. Like, okay, well, now that that's behind you, you can move on. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as if this magical yellow brick road just presented itself and it didn't. And actually... What really got me is that I told the Lord, I'll do anything. I will go to Africa. I will do, I'll be a teacher. Whatever you ask me to do, God, next, tell me and I'll do it. And you know what he said? He said, Jenny, I just need you to be lost for a little bit mm. because that's where you learn how to have faith. Wow. And he said, I just need you to be lost. I don't, I'm not here to give you answers. And I realized I'd kind of hijacked that Bible verse, come to me all you who are weary and I'll give you rest. And I had changed it to come to me all you are weary and I'll give you answers. Mm -hmm. And he's, he said, I, I'm the answer. You know, do, I, can you trust me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you trust me today with, whether you get the blueprint for what comes next? So mm -hmm. I, I hope people will, will read that and be okay with grieving, be okay with being lost for a little bit and then be reminded of Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Do you not perceive it? I am doing a new thing. Hmm. Now it springs up among you. I'm making a way in the wasteland. I'm bringing springs into the wilderness. And I pray that you would finish that and you would think, my God's good at deserts. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is that while you were feeling lost, you knew he was right there in the midst Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. You weren't alone. Right. You might have felt lost, but you right. weren't alone. Right. Uh, that, that was it. It was like, oh, I don't have to. And, and that was the heart of of my journey, I think, was that I left being like, I don't have to be a girl 
that knows the blueprint and have control, I can actually be lost. And that's okay because Jesus is with me. He's so close. One of the songs on this uh, CD that's very popular, mm-hmm. I think, touches on what you're talking about in the book, The, the Becoming. Yeah. Would you, would you sing that for us? I'd love to. Would you like to hear her sing this song? <laughs> would you do that? Let's do it. Jesus, 
CD, uh, The Becoming, and it's a great message, the book, The Road to Becoming, it's in the bookstores, and we'd be more than happy to uh, send it to you. Uh, you know, we ask our viewers, Jenny, to, to help heal broken hearts mm. and broken lives, and I really think that our viewers, I, I think you've got to be among the most unusual people on the planet. You know, Jesus said that you basically, if you want to reduce all the great commandments, and they're all so important to two, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And then Paul later in his writing said, if you love your neighbor, herein is all the law fulfilled in the word. That means if you love other people, yeah. really care about them like you would want to be cared for, whatever right. area of need you might have, uh, then you are actually obeying the Lord in a marvelous fashion, and that's what you do. When we show you a legitimate need that can and needs to be met, and an effective way to meet it, you take joy doing it because you love your neighbor. Well, I want to show you some neighbors right now. I want to show you where a year ago you were invited to love and the change that came and then know right now you have an opportunity to be an answer to a heart crying of prayer and it's a perfect answer. It's one that doesn't fail. Watch closely. You know, last August when we were in this village, we asked a question, and that question was, how many of you have lost children to malnutrition? Have, have any of you mothers here ever lost a child because of malnutrition, of a lack of food? And if you've lost more than one, then show us how many you've lost by showing us how many fingers. And so many hands went up. I mean, it absolutely pierced me to the very bottom of my heart that so many people could have lost their children. One woman had lost seven children. I struggle even for words to be able to explain what feelings are in my heart. And I've never lost one of my kids. I've never lost one of my grandkids. And I just think if, if one of my precious little grandkids, if I lost them, and I couldn't actually do anything about it because I didn't have any food. But you know what, that has changed because we said we're gonna come back here with your help and we're gonna feed these kids. And look at the children now. They are no longer severely malnourished, no kid has been lost. And you know what, it's you who has made the difference. Yes, you who watched and said, you know what, this is not right. I can make a difference for those kids. I can feed a child, I can help, and you made the difference.
That's our family, and I wish they could hear me shout, I love you, you beautiful children. Those beautiful expressions in their faces, just think about all the personality, all the potential in their lives. And to think that Peter went back where so many mothers indicated by holding up fingers how many of their children they had seen die, and nearly all of them uh, because of uh, starvation or either contaminated water. And now then to see them there happy feeding and getting those kids stable and, and seeing the smiles on their faces, just think about this. This has happened according to the government's reporting to our mission workers and to Peter Pretorius, more than 10 million lives saved. But the interesting thing is that we have led more people to Christ in those same areas that we touched with feeding programs and drilling water wells to win many more than 10 million people to Christ who've come to Jesus. It's been a wonderful expression of love and the power of love manifested in a very visible fashion, but it's coming out of a heart of supernatural love that comes from God. Now, here's what we want you to do. We want you to give life to those children. We have located 400,000, and we have organized them in different regions to feed them where we can do it. We need trucks to carry the food. We're going to have to replace some trucks. And we have a real challenging need right now. We've got to replace 10-ton trucks, and we need eight of them in order to carry the food to all those different outreaches. And we're asking you to help us pay for those trucks. That's over $300,000. Now, I don't know if there's anyone watching who could do that, but it'd be fine. We'd go ahead and announce it. Somebody did it. And you never know what might happen, but could you give a few thousand dollars toward the truck? Here, think about this. For the hundreds of thousands of children that we're caring for, $30, $50, or $100 would enable us to feed three, five, or ten children for several months. And we're asking you to help us be able to feed those children. Would you right now go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card with you, and use it just like a check, or if you want to dial the number there on the screen, and take your bank card like a check and make the gift God puts on your heart. We need some big help for those trucks. Father, I pray some people will really step up. And Lord, make the large gifts that we need to cover that more than $300,000. And Lord, to provide new bowls for the children. They need them in Jesus' name. You make the gift God puts on your heart. Remember, if you gave $100 for the next several months, you'll help us feed 10 children. Whatever level you can help, 30 or 50, whatever, it's going to do so much. We have some beautiful gifts to send you to help you in your spiritual growth, to feed you and nourish you spiritually, which we want to do. We want to help you. And we want to thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for helping those precious children and their families. Thank you for showing them the love of God. Thanks for making that call or going online. God bless you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, able to feed and care for over 400,000 children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With previous food reserves gone and malnutrition levels in Angola rising due to increased food scarcity, we desperately need to replenish our supplies for our feeding programs immediately. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Also, please consider an additional gift toward our $316,000 goal to provide eight all-wheel drive trucks and 76,000 new bowls for the children. 
As our thank you, we'll send you this soft-cover journal Bible featuring the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs for your devotional time in the Word. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request the complete Holy Bible Journal Edition, perfect for keeping notes and insights as you read and study. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. If you did not have four-wheel drive vehicles, you couldn't go 50 yards. This is absolutely essential. We're going back into a village for a feeding program that none of the food would get here. Now, they have to take enough food in to last oftentimes weeks. See, they load these big trucks up and then they drive way out into the bush. We've been driving for hours. And so we need you to know that what we have is essential to saving lives, to maintaining the nutrition. It is absolutely critical. Like Betty said one time, we're talking about a truck. No, we're not talking about transportation merely. She said, we're talking about saving lives. We're talking about lives. And that really is the truth. So when we ask you to give a truck, provide transportation, it's critical to saving lives and maintaining health. And I want to make that point. And from the depth of my heart, for those of you who understand, I want to say thank you. Well, with all our heart, Betty and I express thanks for your help and do thank you so much for reaching out and touching someone with love. I want to remind you that uh, Jenny's uh, CD, The Becoming, is available and uh, you can get it, I'm sure, online or in the bookstores. And if you'd like to have The Road to Becoming, Rediscovering Your Life in the Not How I Planned It Moments. And boy, we have a lot of those. If you'd like to have it, be so happy to send it to you. And we just want to thank you for not only watching life today, but above all, sharing life today. And all of you in the audience, thanks for being here. Would you join us? Thank you, Jenny, for being a blessing here. Thank you so much. So glad to see Mom out there still beaming. In the football stadium and met Jesus. Thank you so much for watching life today. Encourage your friends to watch all of Best-selling author and reality television star of Duck Dynasty, Corey Robertson, talks about parenthood and how to raise strong and kind children next week. 
Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.